great peace, great joy fills and overshadows me. It is not always a joy, but an honor to serve my people, Eagle members, of course, sons and daughters of Africa and humanity at large. Great is our faithfulness every morning and new messes I see in my world in Ontario, Canada. Today is Thursday, May 26, 2022. My world is always full of joyous activities, unbroken progress and great expectancy. I create my own realities, not some of it, all of it. I live my life from within to the without. I am in the world, but I'm not of the world at all. I work with my intuitions only. That is a still small voice of God. It is not only a joy, but an honor to serve my people, sons and daughters of Africa, and humanity at large. I love serving, and I'm a lady of gratitude. Thus, let the whole world join me to say thank you, Father. Thank you, infinite intelligence in the universe. Finally, the enlightenment, truth, and light has Reach my beloved continent, Africa. I love my people. I love them dearly. Africa is no longer a dark continent. We found the truth and we are practicing the truth in every nook and corner of our lives. I see it in my imagination all the time and I'm very much aware. If I can see it in my mind, I can definitely hold it in my hands. It's just so wonderful, amazing and beautiful. For today, we are answering cases of the subconscious mind, part six and we have to do all this within an hour and understanding is very key, is the key so we are not rushing at all i'm not rushing through the cases if we don't finish today we'll definitely continue on tuesday next week tuesday and thursday the, these days are my podcast day so there's nothing to worry about it's an opportunity to learn so if the case doesn't even relate to you you can share it with family members and others who need it. So either way, we are good. Emmanuel Mensa is not with us today. He has an appointment elsewhere. He will surely join us next week if he's free. If he's not free, he can join us. So it's a subconscious mind cases. Yeah, some people are not ready to let go of the old self. And that's, it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Second Corinthians 5.17, it says, Let the old, behold, we are a new creature. You are a new creature, so the old must go. There are rules, just the same way we have rules at schools, workplaces, and in our communities. And these rules keeps and maintains peace and order to keep everyone in check and on track. So if an individual is not ready to follow the rules, then I'm sorry. The individual will add up to the number of people who say the subconscious mind principle doesn't work. The subconscious mind principle demands you think and do things in a certain way from the old order. But th this thinking is all based on practical faith. And we all know what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of, of the evidence of things not seen. Calling things that are not as if they are, as if they were. Calling things that are not as if they were. I knew these memory verses when I was a child growing up, but I didn't have the spiritual understanding at all until about um, when I discovered myself about six seven years ago so you can imagine so that is why we always say that get the spiritual meaning of the Bible the Bible is a practical book it's a metaphysical book so when you lose when you look at it like a storybook and that's it on Sundays and take it to church you don't get anything from it and that is what a lot of millions of people they don't get the joy 
the, the, the sort of joy that they are supposed to get from the Bible. They don't. So I would encourage everyone to use the Bible. The more we have on our platform, we have everybody there. So if the Muslims want to use their Holy Quran, yeah, they can do it. But for those who don't believe in anything, they, have, they don't have anything to hold on to, I'll encourage you to use the Bible. And use it as a practical and metaphysical book and relate it to your own life. And it will make a huge difference in your life. Let us go straight to the cases of the subconscious mind. Okay? So, this is a true story. But um, for confidentiality's sake, I didn't want to mention the name of the person. So, imagine that you are the person presenting the story. But it's a true, true story. But I didn't bring the name the individual's name for confidentiality's sake. So let's go to case number one. Upon series of meditation about your current situation and how to turn your life around, you have constantly received hunches, a burning desire, and have, de and have developed a deep faith in yourself that you have decided to create or set up a multi-billion dollar company. You went for a family gathering and you happened to talk to one of your family members about life. He asked you what you've been up to. You shared your big dream with him. Let's assume it's your uncle. So I will use him. It's a man. Uh, yeah. In his or her attempt, uh, in his attempt to help you, he said he was going to give you the facts about the area of the business you are venturing into. He went on to give you the successes of people who have tried that similar venture and failed to him and according to the experts. Such ventures are not feasible and he's just concerned about how you are making a wrong move. He went on to remind you that in your family life, no one has even owned a corner shop. In Africa, we call it a store, yeah. No one has even owned a corner shop or even a store. To him, it is just not possible for someone with such a poor family background to have such a big dream. So you should forget and concentrate on what everyone else is doing to avoid embarrassments and humiliation to yourself and the family. Upon hearing this, you left the gathering very confused and you have started having doubts, discouragements, nightmares and all sorts. His thought kept on playing in your mind all the time to the extent that you agreed to his suggesting and you have greatly lost interest in your dream. Um, 1A, case number 1A. As a stance, imagine that you are a stance believer in the power of the subconscious mind. What steps are you going to take to flush out all these negative thoughts from your mind and bring your dreams back on track? One, and, and one number one advice, never share your big dreams with people with little minds. This brings about discouragement, fear, doubts, and all sorts. So look for a mentor or read the right things on the internet or discover things for yourself okay this brother went to share his dream with his uncle and of course his uncle is not bad he's giving him what he can give him what he knows okay but many people who don't understand this thing they they, they put you off so look for the right person and talk to on the question about the ways to Flash out the negative thoughts from your mind. I will consciously use affirmation. Imagine it is you or I, but it's a true story. Just that I've hidden the names, the name of the people, the name of the individual who brought me this case. I'll consciously use affirmation to reprogram my mind, 
the universal truth that there are no limitations over me except those I personally place on myself or allow people to place on me. I now know or I'm very much aware it's my divine right to be successful and anything that is possible to anyone is equally possible to me because we were all created in the image and likeness of God. We were not shortchanged in life at all. So I will not allow my uncle's thoughts to be mine at all. I know, and I know that I'm the only thought, I'm the only thinker in the universe. I do my thinking and breathing and everything alone. I'm a unique individual. I'm also very much aware that I don't have to accept what people tell me. With my conscious mind, I share it with a lot of people, with the world. But with the subconscious mind, I share it with God alone. So what I think, I create. What I feel, I attract. What I imagine, I become. So with all that my uncle told me, it's all called suggesting. I won't tell him no for him to be upset with me or to be angry with me. I will listen in one way and let it come out. I won't be rude to him at all. So your family member was right. You do not have the funds and no, no one in the family has. How are you going to tackle the financial requirements to bring your dream into reality? On the financial requirements, firstly, I'll come to the realization that we do not need money to begin a business. But ideas, thoughts, not money, is the real business capital. Capital isn't important in business. Experience isn't that important. You can get both of these things. What is important is ideas. You know who said that? Have S Firestone. So you can double check it. And it's true. If I tell you what we went through, what we were, here we are today. So don't listen to people. Look for the right people and look for the right quotes to guide you along your way. Secondly, I only have to act in faith and the creative force in me will provide. All that is needed is desire, faith and effort and action. My thoughts, words, action and feelings should be in one direction. This one, I'm building castles in the air, but I'm building it with a purpose. I'm taking the right action. I'm, I'm, I'm not an anti I'm a participator of the ever uh, of the ever everlasting good of an everlasting good of the kingdom. I'm not waiting for God to do something for me. I'm taking the action. And once I take that action, God works through it. Have you seen the difference? And you also I see God as my source and my supply. That's it. See God as your source and your supply of everything. And I'll constantly read Philippians 4:19, which is a popular verse. To remind myself that it is not the government rich celebrity whom you know who is my provider when i think like that i'm looking up to out of i'm looking up to people or falling on people to make me happy or to bring my good to me but when i put my thoughts in the universe god can work through them to bring my good to me you know i will reprogram my subconscious mind to godly and constructive and positive thinking with affirmation that my good comes to me by the law of attraction. My good is coming to me, but I don't know who is bringing it to me. That makes it wonderful and sweet. Because Ralph Waldo Emerson, he said, once you make that decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. And my mentors also taught me that you don't have to know. You just have to be in that right frame of mind. Once you want to know, that freezes your mind. Because you never know. God's ways are higher than our ways. That is not your business. Yours is to keep your right attitude. 
So with this right mindset and attitude, I'll start with whatever I have, believing in the universal laws of growth. I've read that Bill Gates started his empire from the garage. So I don't need a perfect picture of everything. But the right principle is to start with whatever is in my hands, whatever I've got, whatever money I've got. You are starting the business to get money. How then do you go for loan? How then do you go for things that will put unnecessary burden on yourself, unnecessary credits and all that on yourself, financial burden, when you don't have the money? I'll also acknowledge the universal truth that wealth are ideas in the mind of the Father. So whenever I'm stuck, I'll look to God and I'll accept the fact that my desires or my ideas are the creative father, as the work of a creative force, the power seeking higher expression through me. I will hold that firm faith that God does not fail. I know this to be true because the daylight or night has never filled any of us. So I'm good. I just have to have the right attitude and mind. My, uh, right, uh, mindset and read powerful quotes by great souls who have made it. If I have to go for programs that talks about the successful people in business, how they made it, I have to. interview. If I have to interview people, I have to. If I have to look for a mentor, I have to. And cut them and paste, cut their pictures or what they've done and paste it in my room, I have to. Or even if it's not in your room, somewhere that you can see it every day. And it reminds you, you have to. I'll take all the necessary steps I need to take so that I don't build castles in the air. But at this time, I'm building with a purpose. No matter what, I'll let my self-talk be good, positive, and constructive. And what does the Bible say? It says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that before it's you've already received it and it will be yours having established these facts and truths i'll go on to start my business with the little i have in my hand i'll go on about my business with a firm conviction similar to that of the farmer who sows his seeds on the soil and expecting greater harvest through the laws of growth the farmer doesn't sow and go and put it a few weeks or months later no, he expects great harvest, and that's what I will do. After I've left my thought, I'll leave it back to the universe and work on what I have. When I'm stuck, I go to the universe and ask for direction. And when I fail, it's a learning curve for me. It doesn't mean I'm a failure. No, remember what Winston Churchill told us. Success consists of failing or failure, but it's through that failure that you learn to be a better person in what we are doing. But that is not what we were taught growing up. It is on record that most successful businessmen or people ever existed had the right mindset. If they've done it, I can do it too. What prevents me? If we're all created in the image and likeness of God and if we're all not shocking, what prevents me from doing it? What they've done? Except laziness. Laziness. And now that I know that I can't be lazy, I can do it too. I can do all things through Christ, or the power within that strengthens me. And my the mindset from Napoleon Hill, he says, whatsoever a mind can conceive and believe to be true, mind can achieve. I'll always play this quote in my mind every evening so that my mind doesn't wander off 
on and off and i'll choose the kind of places i go to very well so that people don't discourage me uh, we've done justice to case one let's go to case number two as a subconscious mind believer you've been so energized and have developed the passion to share this message with friends family members and the community in which you live in all of a sudden the middle of the conversation one of them stopped you and they all joined in quoting the bible that in the last days such groups will definitely spring up a few of them wanted to clarify if it's not a large group or an authority group that you joined what would be your mood so question 2a what would be your mood and will you be discouraged a true eagle is never discouraged no matter 2a yeah what would be your mood you are not discouraged no matter what situation you find yourself in he or she stays calm cool relaxed and poised it's very well in order for them to ask you those questions so stay calm cool relaxed and poised and answer them and to be it says how will you explain to them that it's not occultic lodge or what they are thinking that is why uh, this question it depends on so many things i will answer it in so many ways but i will say at that moment depend on your intuition listen to that small voice of god that is in you what he's saying to you say it with no fear or favor that is why when you read proverbs 3 5 we all know what is there trust in the lord with all your heart and lean on, on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path so and this is the case where you rely solely and the spirit is there wanting and waiting what you will say so i will start with this verse john 4 23 it says but the time is coming indeed and it's here now when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth the father is looking for those who worship him in truth who worship him that way so for lack of knowledge when people perish lack of knowledge about what lack of knowledge about a conscious and a subconscious mind so you will encourage this person to google it and not bring punishment on themselves out of ignorance because they are the ones thinking and feeling these negative emotions they are the ones saying all these negative not god okay so god understand it very well god works through your thinking so if they are saying that you will encourage them to google it or ask more questions to clarify and for them not to say that it's supportive because then they bring punishment on themselves we are talking about the most powerful force in the universe my dearly beloved the power that moves the world guides the planet in the causes and their causes and causes the sun to shine on us every morning this is not the work of the government whom you know the rich man in the community or celebrity so people should understand it before they ask their questions there has never been a day that the universe is clarifying that it needs experts in the third dimensional world or other world to sort it out it will never happen so please you urge them to talk right so that they don't punish themselves if they want to ask questions to understand fine you are there for them but if their motive is asking such a question to confuse people they are consequences for that they are thinking that Okay, but make sure the fault doesn't come from you. Don't answer the question being confrontational and um, being so judgmental. No. No, and don't try to convince them. Be an inspiration. 
Okay, but um, yeah, the breath of life, and if people call it occultic, it's 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 unfortunate. I look at it that way. I know that is a typical behavior of Africans. They will never Google to find things on their own, but they want to call it all sort of to discourage others. A few people in the Western Asian countries have practiced the subconscious mind principles and are still practicing it and are very successful in all areas of life. These are the principles that made the West great. But on the African continent, we are still using it in a negative way, even though we don't know. You know? So when Robert Collier said in his days that it's only the fortunate that found it, the fortunate ones that found it, it's true. But now it has reached everyone. That's why I keep on giving gratitude to God. We can only thank God, but not call it occultic to bring punishment on ourselves. The individual who calls it occultic is punishing him or herself. It is not God. God, good, cannot only cause good things. The same fountain cannot cause both sweet and bitter water. And the greatest gift God gave to us is ability to think. So you are the one thinking and God is establishing it for you. So don't blame God. The African is prepared to pay lots of money to travel to see what others have done. But the African is not prepared to sit him or herself down to ask critical questions to also create, invent, innovate for others to come and see. But rather, cause it occultic? That is worrying, sad, and pathetic. All that the African holds in his or her possession, such as iPads, smartphones, Twitter, always on Twitter, Facebook, and all that, and bragging about it, all originated from the subconscious mind. Because all these individuals who did it believe in themselves. Is the African prepared to do that? Is the African prepared to burn the midnight candle? Candle and set up to do something good for humanity? Or the African is ready, is will keep on blaming people and reacting to things. It's a choice that the one every every individual has to make. When the Bible says, indeed, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, it's a knowledge about the subconscious mind. We deal with the Africans, deal with the effect of things and not the cause of things at all. And it's not only a problem, but a serious one. The Bible rightly said. The things of the full uh, of the spirit are foolishness to those who are not of the spirit. So don't argue with people. Don't give your power away. Don't give your breath away. Don't. When somebody asks you a question like that, you should know that these people are talking out of ignorance. So in a very soft and gentle way, give them the answer that they are looking for. Personally, when people give it such names, I see them that they live in a very limited context as pointed out by my mentor dr joseph murphy and so i owe people one thing that is love compassion or goodwill and that is why i'm very passionate in letting people know the truth because we cannot continue to live like that adding this principle to any kind of religion you practice makes you a better individual in every way as the creator intended so you can either practice this or not join any religion at all. That's why when you come to this part of the world, many people don't go to church as the way as the way we Africans do because they know something we don't know. 
The thick line separating us and other races, especially the white race, is not the color of the skin at all. We got this wrong up until now. But this is my thinking, which is all based on the subconscious mind. This is a time to free the African and most people for mental bondage, shackles, and all sorts of negativity and expose them to the real source and location of power to invent and innovate to move the evolution forward. Just be an example to people. Change begins from within or from one else. You look at it this way. How do you tell somebody to take away fear when you yourself you are full of fear? It doesn't work like that. And the known phrase in the community is that experience is the best teacher. You cannot give what you don't have. The blind cannot lead the blind. So I'll encourage you to use yourself as an example so that when you stand in front of these people, they don't have the, they, they can't even, and also understand that you can of yourself do nothing. It is the mother, father within that does it all. And what do we say? Thank you, father. Thank you, infinite intelligence. So let the person fight with God, not you. So don't fight for God at all. You can't even fight for him. So when somebody asks you that question, depend on your inner intuitions. And whatever comes to you, the spirit of discernment, whatever comes to you, say it. But don't be confrontational. Don't argue and don't quarrel. Don't judge too. That's it. Let's go to case number three. Erica and Emily goes, goes to the same church. They are just from the mountains they are just from the mountains after 40 days fasting and prayer for miracles in all areas of life. On their way home, they were talking about how things are how things are difficult and how they will not make it in life, especially after COVID-19 pandemic and all that the world has gone through and is going through at the bus stop waiting on the bus. You were right behind them and you could hear their conversation so loud and clear. If you had the opportunity to advise them as a subconscious mind believer, what will you say to them? And what are you saying? This is also a true story, but I had to frame everything for conversation. It is say one, when people are talking, you don't have to intervene. If they haven't called you, you can only listen. Okay, that is why the question is, if they, if you had the opportunity, if they invite you in, that's it. But you don't judge people, no. So, the Emily, Erica and Emily went to church. But they pray, they are praying in two different breaths. They went to church to tell God that they want miracles. But their subconscious mind, their mouth and heart are saying two different things. Because as soon as they came from the place, the church building and waiting on the bus to go home, they are confessing negatively. And that's what the subconscious mind responds to. So what is their dominant thought here? The dominant thoughts here is unbelief. That is why I keep on saying that everything of us is on the outer. We go, we make so much noise, but within a heart of hearts. That is why the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Erica and Emily typifies what many Africans and many do. And therefore, their subconscious mind responds to their dominant thoughts. No wonder the prayers of Africans remain in the air like a balloon and doesn't accomplish anything for them. Sad to say, Africans have lived in their own bubbles. They are sensationally religious and continue to spiral down in life. That is why we are also passionate to give 
the truth to those who listen. The mouth and hearts of Africans and people are always saying different things. So they typify the verse in the Bible, Isaiah 29, 13. It says, these, they, these people honor me, to paraphrase it, they honor me with their legs, but their hearts are far away from me. So these ladies, Erica and Emily, they just have to change the way they think because the power works in the way they are thinking. And so nothing gets done. I wonder whether they don't have husbands and they don't have children for them to leave for 40 days and do something over and over again. And they pray and pray and pray and just, just, that's how many Africans are anyway. Though the angels are unemployed, they just don't pour out an overflow flowing blessing to people who don't understand the language of God, who don't want to come in alignment with God to save themselves. No, you have to. It is what you feel inside that you experience in your life. You can say one thing with your mouth and feel another way in your heart. The truth of life is that life is built from within to the without. As within, so without. As in heaven, so on earth. As above, so below. That is life. Either you know or you don't know. Okay, let's go to case four. Anita, um, yeah, Anita is a single mom of a teenage lady and gentleman. She went to see her friend Betty over the New Year period to catch up on life. They both work two jobs and barely have time for anything except church. They talked about a lot of things when they meet in the conversation. Anita told Betty she's terrified of, of all that is going on. The black young men being shot by police officers and others. She's afraid one day she will not hear good news about the son. Due to this fear, she's always checking on him every moment of his life. She can't even have a good sound sleep. Or she can't even watch TV. That is how the, the whole thing has affected her. She pledged an amount at church to protect her son, believing that this will go away so that she can have a good sleep, but it still doesn't, it's not going away. She lives in fear, and the whole family lives in fear. Oh, this is so for, for A, the question is what is the dominant thought of Anita? It is fear. Fear is the number one greatest enemy. Fear is negative thought in your mind. And you are entertaining that. And it, fear is also shadows in your mind. It doesn't exist. So what is the opposite of fear? It's faith. That is why at EMG, the subconscious mind, it says look at your situation not as it is, but how you want it to be, how it ought to be. And that takes away fear, worry, stress, anxiety, going to the mental home and doing something stupid to yourself. I get that, so I know what I'm talking about. Look at your situation as you want it to be. The more you concentrate on the situation, the more you create more of what you don't want. So, it's fear. What is the dominant thought of Anita? It's fear. So, Betty referred Anita to Ikel Helen. That is me, a therapist. And what did I say to Anita? Yeah, this is a true story, but I had to change the names of confidentiality so um i'm a black woman talking and i made her pour her heart and offered more tissues when honest when necessary i listened very well 
and I acknowledge all that Anita said. This is a problem. It, it's not only her problem, but it's our problem. It's a racial problem. It's a world problem. Actually, this is one of the motivations that made us to do what we do. Because we were fig we I had to wipe away my eye of the tears and like so what do we do now? Okay, so I listened to her and um, I made her pour her hands and everything. And I acknowledged all that she was going through. And I asked her, are you looking for the truth though? Yeah, there isn't anybody that comes to me. I make sure I always ask this question because some people don't want the truth. And as much as it's painful, some people, they don't want the truth at all. So I really make sure that I'm not wasting their time and wasting my time too. So in this case, Anita said she had come to her wit's end. She lost weight. She showed me her picture from where she used to be. And now, and I couldn't believe it. So she really needed the truth to save herself. So I explained to Anita how things are works or are done in the universe. So she's coming in alignment with it. And I can assure her that it works. So Anita listened carefully to me. And concentrated on all that I said. And the truth is that we are all in concentration. Either you know or you don't know. And this, uh, this concentration can be positive or negative by the way you think. The power works in the direction one gives to it, to him. This is so and it is the truth. Whether an individual believes it or not. Whether an individual is aware of it or not. Whether you accept it or not. Whether you work with it or not. You are a co-creator. You create your own realities. Either in the positive or negative way. God is taught. And God works through our thinking. What you think you create. What you imagine you become. And what you feel you attract. So when you said what I greatly feared came on me. It is true. If Anita doesn't change the way I think it and keeps on saying that she's afraid that she will uh, call this one day, what she, she's afraid one day she will not hear good news about the sun. She's a creator. She'll create that. So she has to flip that thinking. This is where the universal law of polarity comes in. Even in the messy situation, create perfect mental pictures. I call it mental premise. I did it and I know it works. And I did it when my three girls, my three jewels, were in the foster home, walking alone in all familiar neighborhoods. Can you imagine? And I was in shelter. This is the pain I went through. But in all, I used the truth to save myself. And that is what I will give to everyone, my fellow black woman listening to me. Anyone listening to me, and for all. It's a principle that you can't bless and hate at the same time. You can't bless and curse at the same time. Because that creates a huge contradiction in your mind. Think good and good will follow you. Think evil and evil will follow you. Follow you. So in this case, what Anita has to do is to bless the child or the children before they go out. And bless all. Keep it short. Powerful such as, I bless all. I radiate peace and love over my children. And when you say, um, it's called the mental premise. Anyone who sees or meets my children can only be good to them. I, I had to. The universe showed me this thing. It's called mental premise. And when you establish a mental premise, it works. And you 
one direction. So when my children went into foster care, I said this thing. My husband and I came together and we said it that in as far as they are in foster care, nothing, no anybody who talks to them can only be good to them. And they used to give me stories. It's a very painful thing, and but in the pain, in the midst of the pain, you have to also use something to save yourself. Otherwise, you go to the mental home or you you you, you have a breakdown. Which choice do you make? And you can create mental pictures. Some people call it vision board of what you want and dwell in there. So that is what we did until the children came to us. I decreed and declared that in as much as they stay in that home, nothing will touch any of them or harm any of them. And it happened. The whole universe came into my direction and kept holding my direction. And I had to change and see the terror as a child of God because the Spirit of God lives in me and the Spirit of God lives in her and the Spirit can't hurt itself. So in the midst of all this pain, I had to learn something new and I used it in my life. That is why I'm offering it to any black woman that is going through this kind of pain. I know how it is. I don't have boys. I have girls. But it's painful for everyone, even to the whole world, to the police. Everybody is, is painful. So everybody use it. It's called the mental premise. It works. One thing is that you cannot insult or come against people that and talk in that bad language. Or say, I come against this person with the blood of Jesus. And deal with all sorts of negativity and come back to the mental premise. No, you will establish it only once and dwell in there. That's it. So learn to go in one direction. Otherwise, you create a huge contradiction in your mind. Look at the taxi driver. If you give the taxi driver a lot of instructions of where you are going, the destination, he or she will be upset with you. But when you tell the taxi driver, I'm going to this destination, he takes you there. That's how it works. So do it. And it works. So this is what Helen gave to Anita. And Anita used it and it worked for her. So let's go to case number five. Mary S. lost um, lost her job as a computer analyst as a result of COVID-19 and the pandemic. Her bills are piling up. She's a single mother of two young children. Her benefits will run out at the end of the month. She's worried her landlord will kick them out of the house and they will be homeless. What advice do you have for um, Mary S. if you're a believer in the subconscious mind? The answer is, or the advice I have for her is that, one, what is a dominant thought? Worry. And that is what, that is a dominant thought. So when the Bible says, uh, pray without ceasing, there's no man of God or woman of God that can tell me that for 365 days they stayed in the house of God or not. So what is going through your mind? That is why the book of Proverbs says, as a, uh, 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 you are, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And Ralph Waldo Emerson said, you are what you think about all day long. So what are you thinking about the situation? I've always said, when people come to me, the problem is not the problem, but the attitude, the, the attitude to the problem makes it a problem. Should I repeat it? The problem is not the problem. No, but it's your attitude to the problem that will make you to come out or stay where you are. 
So it's a choice you have to make. I have no right to force it on you, to the truth on you. No, don't be taking your dignity and pride away from you. The, the greatest gift the universe gave to us, God gave to us, is that we have power over our choices and our thoughts. So, to force the truth on you is to take away that right from you. And that is not how the universe operates. That is not how God, God operates. And if God doesn't operate that way, how, how can I do it to you? It's my duty to expose you to the truth. And it's your duty to say, Ignalet, I take it or I throw it away. But one thing I can assure you is that you are the product of your choices. You are the product of your thoughts. So normally I ask people, what are you going to do? And since 2017, when I discovered myself and I started talking to people, many people are like, I don't take it. They go and hit it very well. And they call me and they're like, Iglale, do you remember me? And one thing God has given to me, I have a good protective memory with every situation, with everybody's case. I remember very well. And, and I'm like, so so they jumped from the problem hasn't become two, it has rather become six and eight. Then they remember something I told them. They are like, okay, that is why I called you. And I'm like, let's just take it from there. Because there's only one way, my dear. My dear one listening to me, my beloved. There are no two ways. It's only one way. So come in alignment and save yourself. So sometimes when I see people suffering on the continent and in the diaspora, I'm like, mm, are these people ready for the truth? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether they are ready for the truth. But my duty is to expose everyone to the truth. So let's go to case number five because of time. So, yeah. Mary S. Uh, Mary S. That is what she's going through. And I will acknowledge the situation that she's going through. I'll listen very well, sympathize and empathize with her. Mary S. She also needs to acknowledge the pain, but she doesn't have to feed on it. She has to have to have the strong mental attitude and this takes away fear worry stress crying committing suicide losing it she's focusing the more you dwell talk and focus on what you don't want what you don't want is what you receive so we are using the truth to save ourselves sometimes when i talk to people and i, I don't have the strength they, that is the greatest gift god gave to you it's just that you don't know so now you're being exposed to you exposed to it so what will you do do you want to go to the mental home and leave your child? I asked them, because I threw it back to them. So look at your situation as you want it to be, not as it is. And that you can even use imagination. That's in some good way. Oh my God. I, it, it's happened to me several times where I, we were at our wit's end and somebody comes to lift you up. And the, that person, you don't even know the person. It happens in any way, both financially and, oh, in so many ways. So, Mary S. has to imagine in her mind what she wants, but not what she doesn't want. What thoughts are things and what we focus on gets bigger or expands. God is thoughts and God works in the, problem and in the direction we give to him or we give to him. That is why I use the, la, uh, the restaurant analogy. That if you go to the restaurant, restaurant, whatever you tell them, the waitress is what they, they bring to you. Because you're paying. And if they don't bring 
you what you want, what you ordered. There's trouble, right? That is it. So each day, by your thinking, you order what you want from the universe. That is why the British philosopher uh, James Allen, I love him, he also said, the universe is supremely just, giving it unto each one of us our rightful earnings. And the Bible says it in another way. You reap what you sow. So when you understand these things, people who under, they take responsibility and accountability for their actions. And people who don't understand it too, they are the ones, Africans, my people. I love my people, but I want, they don't know certain truth, and I want to expose it to them. They react to things. They react and blame people. And they blame and blame and blame God. Can you imagine? So Mary S. needs to know that God is taught. God never created heaven and earth with his bare hand, but taught into the being. So she is a taught being too. The power works through her thinking. So she has to change that and flip it. But before we do that and see God as a, as a source and supply of everything, I'll give her an affirmation. But before that, we have to see she's a single mother. How did she break up with the um, girl's father? If there is any residuals of unforgiveness, bitterness, grudges, negative emotions or whatsoever, you have to work on that. Otherwise, she will waste her time and waste my time too. And this time, I know the pain is so much. So she's looking for results. And to get the results, we have to do what we have to do. So she needs to come clean and be honest with me. That is all that she has to do. Otherwise, she'll add up to the number of people who are saying on social media that these principles doesn't work. The law of attraction doesn't work. It works, my dear. It works. It works. Harriet, let's go to case number six. Harriet Jones is very happy she found the subconscious mind and she can create her own realities in a positive way. Better things of life, better things of life at work, at home, and in general doesn't disturb her anymore. She still knows she's work in progress. She told her supervisor that she needs a private room and certain times of the day to do her meditation, which is a yoga position. Her supervisor said it's not possible. Mary Jones became very upset and telling everyone at work that the supervisor is mean. Do you agree with um, Harriet Jones? Her name is Harriet Jones. That is a true story, but I have to hide um, her confidentiality. Not at all. Harriet Jones could have done her meditation early in the morning or late in the evening before going to bed. During the day, she could have thought about the unpleasant situation and dwell on the happy ending. On her break, even on her break time at work, she could go for a walk down the lake or anywhere of her choice if she felt the need to pray more about the situation. The truth is, God is everywhere. Remember the three O's. God is omnipresent. He's present everywhere. The yoga position, which is another form of scientific prayer, is not the only way God hears our children. He's present everywhere. Maybe she wants to tell her friends and work colleagues that she does yoga as a means of show off and a way of controlling her anger. There are other methods of, I don't know what the motive is, but there are other methods and ways of impressing the subconscious mind to manifest. Yeah, the thinking method, affirmation method, ritualization, imagination, post, passing over technique, 
and all others when you use any of these things it works i did mine in the shelter with three other ladies and yet it worked for me so when people say yoga like okay yeah but yoga is not the only means there are other means when people say they want to travel to this place before they can no god is everywhere and you can do it anytime see god is clean and pure and as why so you're within to the without it has to be pure that's it so the power is in you not in the yoga position the power is in you not in the place you want to travel to or in the outer thing get it right this is a mistake a lot of people are doing remember the kingdom of god is within you but not in outer things that is why my mentor he keeps on saying man has dominion over all things when you know the laws of being and obey them i'm at fox taught me that The law of being gives you power over your circumstances. And the scriptures, what does the scriptures say? Greater see that is in you, that the one that is in the world. So either way, you are you are good. Okay? So let us get the truth, and the truth will set us free. Yeah, we'll continue next week. This brings us to the end of our cases. And um I hope you've learned something today. And one cardinal principle of the subconscious mind is to look at your situation as you want them to be and not as this. And that takes away stress, high blood pressure, migraine, anxiety, and all other related sicknesses and diseases. It's having a strong mental attitude. And it, 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 it's, it's a way of developing yourself. It doesn't happen overnight. But everything is learning and learning and you become perfect at I said, I did mine for six, seven years, but it doesn't mean that you do it for six, seven. For me, I'm teaching it, but so I have to understand it very well. But for some people, I've worked with people and they said it took them two weeks. It, it all depends on you, how you understand things. If your face is so weak, then you know you have to work on yourself more. So faith in the Bible is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So you are calling for things that are not as if they were. So you are using your mind to bring things from the unseen world to the seen world. To many religious circles on the African continent, including men and women of God, they are quick to talk in the negative terms, such as, oh, I'm stressed out, things are too tight, it is whom you know, I can't, I won't, I'm worried, and a lot. People who talk like this have no concept of the God within them at all. They magnify their problems rather than God. According to Dr. Joseph Murphy, such people live in a limited context and are ignorant about themselves. Another cardinal principle of the subconscious mind is that thoughts are things and what you focus on gets bigger. So always look at how you want things to be, how you want, that is what it, fake it until you make it. Yeah. And I've always known this when I was a little child. The subconscious mind has been with mankind since time immemorial. Just that our forefathers didn't discover it. It's okay. And we'll not blame them too. But discover it in it now as an African. You can do great things with it. And lots of people on the continent and humanity 
focus well and talk about what they don't want. And what they don't want keeps on repeating in the in their lives. And they wonder all the time, oh, why me? Oh, God doesn't love me. Oh, no. Oh, no. And this and that. And they have got a lot of questions. Meanwhile, so they are not prepared to come in alignment. They are simply not aware of how they operate on the conscious and the subconscious plane. Hence, the Africans especially are very religious and over, over superstitious with no principles of whatsoever or ethics that they live by. Up until now, Africans are using their subconscious mind negatively and it is important for us to turn it now. That is why we keep on saying what thoughts have done to us, the same thoughts cannot prove. You were thought being because you were created in the image and likeness of God. God never created heaven and earth with his bare hands, but he thought it into being. You were thought being too. A.G. Wells, he said, men like God, school teachers will no longer be necessary except to show how to get in touch with the infinite knowledge of our subconscious mind which we possess in infancy. That is why I keep on saying, nothing ever is all is becoming. This is the most exciting time to be alive if an individual understands all that is going on. We want a group of Africans who would think and do things in a, real, in a different way. We are not looking for all. We are looking for quality, not quantity. This is a time to free the African mind. And most people from bondage, shackles, and all sorts of negativity and expose them to the real source of power to invent and uh, to invent and innovate to move the world forward. As it stands, we are stalling, uh, Africans are stalling the evolution process back and it has to stop. And we decree, declare, and establish. Father, thank you. It is done. Be sincerely blessed and enlightened by these cases and will continue next week. I am the co-founder of Eagle Mentality Group at EMG. We dedicate ourselves for the teaching and propagation of the subconscious mind. We also believe in diversity. As diversity is the strength of a nation, we accept both the rich and the poor, the educated and the undereducated, the downtrodden, the ordinary, the have-nots, the homeless, and everyone to create a new Africa based on the subconscious mind principles and universal laws. This is Eagle Helen Mensah. I'm a child of God and I'm a citizen of the universe. I wish what to my people, sons and daughters of Africa and humanity at large. I give love to humanity and it comes back to me in not only in million fold, but in billion fold. Can you imagine? I, because I love all. Even though I'm a black woman, I love all. I wish you all that I wish for myself. All the blessings of the universe, such as joy in your soul, perfect peace. That passes all understanding, good health, abundance, and much more. God bless you. Thank you kindly.